Welcome, dear listeners, to NPR. I'm your host, and today we have a treat for those of you intrigued by the intersection of fantasy and science. Our guest is a renowned figure bridging the chasm between the realms of academia and the mythical world of Dungeons and Dragons. Whoa. Please join us in welcoming this distinguished Dungeons and Dragons research scientist as we delve deep into the dungeons of the mind and the dragons of societal norms. Stay tuned for a journey like no other. Okay, that oh was my almost God. pretty good, except for that, that last line. That, that, was, that, last line was, that, that was gold. That was gold. The dungeons oh, of the so mind good. and the dragons of societal norms. <laughs> 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 oh, I love oh chat GPT. It's my favorite toy ever. That's oh the only God. way I'm going to introduce D&D to people now. Be like, oh, yeah, what, <laughs> what I do. Awesome. Oh, so good. Welcome back, dorks of the dodeca. We are the 12-sided guys and consist of Jordan as Rupert. Why, hello there. Sabrina as Althea. Can I help you? Matt as Bryson. <laughs> hey. Scott as Droog. All right, lassie. Aaron as the dungeon master and storyteller. Hi, gay. And me, Paul, as a pile of cubed meat. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> As you prepare yourselves for an evening of excitement, frivolity, joviousness, and underwear dampness on account of extreme laughter, we must remind you, the story you are hearing is based on actual events pieced together from scant accounts and informational scrapples. Countless hours, <laughs> Countless hours of researchitude and preparationality have gone into creating this episode alone. So for all of you who wish to support us, five-star ratings indubitable reviews and patronage through patreon.com will help keep this podcast going forward in perpendicularity. Anyway, <laughs> while you probably already were aware that the T virus or tyrant virus is a lab produced conglomeration from the progenitor virus, you may not have known that it most likely stems from the sun and trep daisies, but don't worry. This podcast is for you. It's a nauseous nocturne episode seven. The screen is black, and it slowly comes into focus, and we see a line of butlers and maids in the kitchen. Around them sit serving trays filled with roasts, whole golden chickens, slabs of pork and sausages. You see desserts arranged in towers of cupcakes, cream puffs, and chocolates with gold flakes on top. You see a cheese board almost as long as someone is tall, filled with every cheese you can imagine. You see pitchers of wine, barrels of beer, and bowls of sweet fruit punch. The smells are intoxicating on their own, no taste needed. You see perhaps more than one waitstaff swallow often, pushing the saliva down that seeks to give their taste buds' desires away. A gruff orc woman stands in front of the workers back to the counter. 
You are to replenish the trays, fill the drink pitchers, and serve the meats to any and all that need it throughout the night until every guest has left. She eyes them each until they nod in acknowledgement. <laughs> you also need two volunteers to work the table and the games the Countess has requested. A short woman with curly brown hair steps forward, as does a man with long black hair tied in a loose ponytail down his back. Excellent, the cook barks. Devin, you'll be stationed at the table to assist in any inquiries from the guests. And Emily, you'll be in charge of handing out the cupcakes for the prize draw. Emily smiles sweetly at the cook and steps back into line. Her fingers twist a bronze wedding band on her left hand, its weight still a new feeling for her. Finally, the cook turns to the door, to the ballroom, and the clock above it. And where are Kevin, Maria, Dalton, and Jeffries? We begin in five minutes. They went down to clean the basement for the event about an hour ago, Devin answers. I I don't think anyone has seen them since. With a huff, the cook returns to a steaming pot on the stove. Very well, this will be out of their weekly pay, though, if they don't report in soon. The waitstaff chat and chuckle as the last minutes go by, and when the start of the party arrives, they file out of the kitchen perfectly in sync. We skip ahead to two hours later. An explosion rocks the ballroom and we see a waiter fall backwards through the kitchen door. The chef turns, taking in the waiter on the floor as he begins to writhe and twitch. The other staff washing dishes, shining cutlery, and refilling trays turn as well. Are you okay, Tommy? A maid asks, bending down towards the man. She reaches out her hand toward his shoulder, but before she makes contact, his head snaps upward with a wrenching crack that echoes in the room, and the last thing she sees is his eyes and lips melting away before his teeth sink into the bridge of her nose and tears off the left half of her face. The waitress falls back screaming as the zombie jumps to the next person, shoving them to the ground and tearing the hair from their scalp before biting through their throat dark red blood squirting across the room and onto the cook's apron before anyone else can react. With all her large weight, the cook grabs the man by the vest and throws him against the stove. He lurches for her legs, but she grabs a meat mallet from the counter and slugs him across the face. Next, she climbs on top of him and pulls the fillet knife from her apron. She stabs his chest 11 times before he seems to lose the light in his eyes and slumps to the floor, his tongue hanging loose through a hole melted in his left cheek. She gets up and turns to the staff standing by the door. In the commotion, she didn't hear the security shutter slam down. They were trapped in the kitchen. Not the worst place to be trapped, the cook says to the staff, with a calmness beyond what they're feeling. Then, as she's looking at the maid, horror flashes through the maid's eyes, and she tries to yell out as the two staff bitten by the zombie tackle the cook, clawing their hands into her torso until they begin to empty it of blood and gore. It doesn't take long for the rest of the staff's screams to choke out, drowned by blood and air gurgling past. As the zombies eat and feast on the bodies, their skin and flesh continues to melt off, revealing a metal flesh underneath. Expanding, their bodies begin to bubble until each one loses its form and becomes a puddle, throbbing on the ground. We see a few of them slip through the drainage grate in the floor. The rest begin to explore the metal security shutter, bumping into it with more force as the scene fades to black. Well, that was horrifying. 
I kind of feel bad for how many jokes we're telling <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think about is meat mallets and robbing. <laughs> Her name was Emily and she was recently married. I was more upset about the cook. The cook seemed like a bad bitch. <laughs> she was going to be a bad bitch. Wait a second. Emily liked What's-His-Face. She was all about uh, the guy in the gold. Yes. Cobble shot. But remember, she said, oh, he would never date me. Like, she had like a, what do you call it? Uh, an admiration for him, right? In a, right. In a, you know, oh, look, he's amazing and rich and fancy. And she just had to settle for some schlub. Yep. Yep. Just like your guys' characters. <laughs> Bunch of schlubs. <laughs> Bunch of schlubs. So we find ourselves in the safe room, a group of Rupert, Droog, Althea, and Bryson, along with one butler who's been there for a while, are sitting there taking in what just happened. We last saw them successfully work their way through the security room with only a few casualties, meaning Droog's hand really making it as they reset the system, but sadly they were unable to reset Rosalyn, who began a malicious and deadly second trip across the bridge with no escape from the lasers, where we found an elven warrior with a propeller beanie hat flying over the bridge, a <laughs> older gentleman being grabbed and electrocuted across the bridge as a <laughs> goblin man with one metal arm and no hand wears a church hat of stuffed birds on his head and they rocket across the scene only to reach the end unable to save their friend Kayvon from a horrible horrible fate But the good news is, it's already bite-sized, so he'll go great in a stew. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's everyone doing? How are we feeling? Kayvon, no! <laughs> I quite miss that Corvon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Guys, like we told those, we told that butler and that maid to come with us because they'd be safer. They would have been safer on the other side of that bridge. I don't think we're very good at this. <laughs> yes, but what if they were trapped over there? If what if what if that would have left them over there to starve and die with a crazy, spooky ghost girl? You know, maybe it was the merciful thing. And they would have had to come out eventually. So. I mean, if that's gonna help you sleep at night. Sure, it was the merciful thing, Rupert. They're there, but man, well, this in a in a nip of old Uncle's cough syrup. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, hey, other butler. Don't worry, we'll protect you. <laughs> <laughs> he got a, he got a eyes wide, looks at you, and is like, "What happened? Don't go in there." Okay, okay. That's crazier than a cobalt treasure vault in there. Okay, okay. Did I? Did your <laughs> did your friend not make it? No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't make it, man. I'm sorry. But your friends didn't make it either, so we're all in the same boat. I didn't really like them. They went off. <laughs> so we're even. They went. Off, they went off to have a threesome when we were supposed to be cleaning, and they didn't invite me. <laughs> That's the worst. Well, I mean, to be fair, it really wouldn't be a threesome if you were there too. So 
I get no, it. No, no, it would it it would have been a foursome. I get it, but it four D. I think they're called technically. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have so much fun explaining this to my kid <laughs> when we listen to it together. <laughs> Don't count your griffins before they arch. You'd have been dead too if you'd gone. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm gonna count this one as a. Uh, a win. We'll count the last two years alone as a almost win. Yes. Well, that is thoroughly depressing. But (laughs) if you would like to stay here, of course you can do so, but if you'd like to come with us back up to the main ballroom where all the others are located, uh, of course we could arrange for that as well. Can't promise to protect you, though. Is Is everything safe up there? Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Not based on what we saw on the security monitor. Oh, um, I think I'll stay in this room. Uh, I did, I did find something while you were gone. Was it, was it, a, was it a, a super important message on the t- typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it was actually in the desk. Um, I guess maybe it was missed, but it's, it's this little notebook, and he hands it over to Bryson. Oh man, I don't. Uh, okay, I'll open it up. Uh, what you see inside is a couple recipes that look like they explain different ways to use the herbal medicine you found for different effects. I don't know if any of that herbal medicine is still around. To be uh, fair, I realized that Kayvon used his herbal medicine twice. <laughs> After reading, listening again. Uh, well, if anyone wants to check the chest to see if there's any more. Ooh, I'll check. I like... I like investigating those uh rupert when you open that chest uh there's more pills in there like you don't know where they're from but they're in there almost as if someone like put them in from somewhere else and now they're also available here it's very strange it's very strange wow it's an ender chest we're raiding somebody else's stash (laughs) this is Uh, mad it's like magical what you find uh through this book and with the pills in there is here's how this will work is that you have the ability for everyone to receive a greater healing potion and there are enough pills for a concoction of blue and red herbs that will either restore your abilities and spell slots like a long rest wow, or will restore your health to full or you can half and half it and get half of your abilities and half of your health. I would love for a long rest pill. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me as well. I would love that. I want life back. So either you get your skills and your, your abilities and your spells, or you get your hit points, or you do half and half. Okay. Yes. Okay. So wait, so there's one greater healing potion each, mm-hmm. and this other potion, is that what you're saying? Yes. Awesome. I'm going to take... I'm going to take a potion of greater healing and a full-on give-me-all-the-healing potion. <laughs> oh, you aren't using the greater healing potion, right? No, no. Okay. <laughs> the way you said that, I was like, you just drank a greater healing potion and then filled your health. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I'm, I'm actually, with my temp hit point, I am at, I have one temporary hit point left, and so I'm, I'm at max. Oh, I should I should be clear. Uh, also, they will degrade. So the, the blue and red pill thing has to be used now. You can't carry it for later. Oh, okay, sick. Okay, I guess I'm taking a long rest. Droog will do the long rest one that'll give the abilities back and grab one of the potions. 
Perfect. And I already had full hit points, so uh You're doing you're doing great. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty close too, so I just I'm just getting my spells back that I used. Yeah. You can do Misty Step again. Yes, I can. Correct. <laughs> Lucky Mixy Misty Step, you pick the right room. <laughs> Uh, uh, the butler also looks up and he's like yeah I, I found that and then I also found this coin like you guys used in the gumball machine uh, do you think do you think I should put it in oh yeah I got this cool ring that uh, clears clears cockroaches it's awesome 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 um, okay uh, and he stands up and he walks over to the gumball machine and he puts it in and instantly vaporized. <laughs> he, he, he puts it in and you like hear like a little moan escape him as he like turns the handle and you think back to like knowing how good it feels to use this gumball machine. Oh yeah. And he puts it in and he turns it and you see it, the machine kind of shakes a little and then a gumball drops out and it's this blue, blue gumball. And it's almost like the color of the sea and you smell warm sand and sunlight you kind of faintly hear the call of seagulls in the distance. You know, I'll trade you what I have in my pocket for that nice blue gumball. He like looks at you and he's like, I'm watching it right now. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Write him a poem. People like your poems. Oh, I'll trade you a poem and what I have in my pocket for that gumball. He's like, well, let's just see what it is when it, when it comes out. Okay, can we can we maybe wait for the description of it coming out? <laughs> yes, okay. It's not fun being interrupted, is it, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> this thick gumball falls down and, and and it's it's thick, it's hella thick. It rolls <laughs> sluggishly down the slide, gaining speed until it crashes into the metal flap, forcing it open, landing on the ground and cracking open. And with a flash of light, Kavon is standing in the center of the room. Some light scars and the lines of a laser net on his legs, but otherwise exactly the same. Kavon oh. stands up, brushes off his shoulders. <sighs> I've escaped worse laser traps than that back when I was a pirate. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I don't know how you managed oh that, Kavon. Huh? <laughs> Bryson will Bryson will say to the butler, like, wow, what number did you roll? <laughs> Well, I, I guess I belong to this guy now. Have fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kayvon. Kayvon. Yeah. What's heaven like? I, 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 I don't know. I, all I know is God's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. No, no, oh, jeez. No, no. <laughs> you instantly uh, die. <laughs> Get him out of here. Find another coin. Find another coin. <laughs> Oh, Kayvon, it's so good to have you back. I'm going to go up to uh, Kayvon and give him a big, like, handshake bro hug, three pats on the back. Yes. So would this just be like, I am, like, literally, I remember getting uh, uh, lasered and then I'm here in this room now, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, well, I don't see his token on the map, so I'm thinking it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Hold on. Kayvon's going to be like, where's, where's Rosalind? Did she, did she get out of the room? No, dude, you like shot her in the face and then she's like, blah, and then the net got her and she got, it was awesome. Good. And we were all like, whoa. (laughs) And then the baby was like, goo. (laughs) I will say, I did not expect you all to kill Rosalind there. So that was impressive. 
you, us all or Kayvon? Kayvon. Yeah, really saved the day there. I'm Ugh. so sorry, Kayvon. God, uh, no, it's so, all good. So it's all, good. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess death's not permanent. Hey, anybody have any more coins? We'll be able to bring back the help. <laughs> the waiter kind of reaches into his pockets and pulls out the, and he's like, no, there was just the one. Oh, hey, hey. Did, I get the disappointment here. Have this. And I'll give the uh, the, the uh, cockroach ring. <laughs> he like looks up at you with like big wide eyes and he's like, this is amazing. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's a big sacrifice because, you know, cockroaches are gross. And I'm just glad to never see them again. But, well, <laughs> take care of it, man. It was very, very important to me. <laughs> Might want to wash it before you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I've, ne- I've never had a hand-me-down cockroach ring before. <laughs> We are flirting with this line, guys. Hey, this all started with Althea, okay? Not us. Why? Don't blame me. You were the yeah. You didn't name the item. Yeah, I didn't name the bug either. Oh gosh. Uh yeah. Um you all hear again another rumble of the mansion. Well, uh, we should probably go check that out. It doesn't doesn't sound good up there. No, man. Ugh. Alright. Goldie. Tinsel, sprocket, lefty and righty. That's what I'm calling the pigeons. <laughs> Droog walks up to Kayvon and just like pokes him really hard in the stomach. Ugh. With, with, uh, with, uh, so you're missing a metal finger and you're missing a whole hand. <laughs> yeah. So you poke me with something, a thumb or a with, pinky. With, actually with my stub. Okay. With so my what stub. are you poking me with? <laughs> Kayvon just looks down at Drew and goes ah it's good to see you too I missed you buddy and gives him a big hug and a noogie I can't believe you're real you're standing here we watched you die I, yeah kind of crazy the, the, the gumballs are amazing I guess I don't know <laughs> if I've learned anything from my experience here today is that I should <laughs> chew more gum <laughs> I think that's the moral of this story. <laughs> Correct. You think me hand's in one of those gumballs too? Uh. I'm not sure you put your hand on ice for that long. Well, I mean, if we find more coins, yeah, I say you get first stab at it. That's a deal. And Bryson's saying that he's over on the typewriter <laughs> typing another message. What is uh, Bryson typing? Uh, well, he had typed out R.I.P. Kayvon, and now he's actually gone back mm. and done a strike through through it. And then he goes back to the word boobs, and underneath that, he writes N apostrophe B U T T S. A memoir. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Classic. Uh, you'll be remembered forever, Bryson. All right, well, Kayvon's going to move up towards the door to uh, to leave this room. Does, does Kayvon have, is there is there uh, herbs for Kayvon as well? There is, there is. Perfect. All right. Kayvon's going to do the half and half. All right. Hey, Kayvon, since you're kind of, I guess, way more fragile than I thought you'd be, um, I'll lead the way. I'll lead the way with my uh, my pea fowl. We got this. I think just your we'll foul, right? You have a lot. Uh, well, I mean, but Sprock is not really a combatant. And then, like, the, the pigeons are not really summoned yet. I just uh, was weird. My ears weren't pierced. Can you guys tell? Are they getting infected? Because I had to, like, make a hole. When I put them on. You, you look at his ears and Bryson's ears are just like bright red and throbbing. They look Ooh. great. 
Don't worry and about it. Blood just trails of blood down the sides of my neck. Uh, perfect. Uh, okay, everyone ready to go? Yeah, let's roll tight. All right. You... Later, Butler. <laughs> Later. Uh, if everyone, if everyone's okay and you fix everything, like, don't forget to come get me or let me know. Yeah, you're 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 cool if I go with them, right? I mean, right? I, oh. I mean, technically, I belong to you. I think. Yeah, just at midnight, you you have to come back to me. And Deal. then he, he like winks at you and he's like, just get Okay. <laughs> but maybe not. It's like, okay, this is really awkward. You can go now. <laughs> and you head out. And you kind of, your steps are a little hurried because everyone knows that, you know, something bad is happening and you've been hearing this rumbling and you're kind of running back up the stairs, going to the hallway. And as you're doing this, you're trying to think in your mind, like, you know, what's going to happen? What are you going to be up against? Is there more cotton-eyed Joes? Like, what's happening? And you have this image of everything in your head from that, from the ballroom. And, you know, you remember what it was like. It was beautiful. It was it was ornately decorated, like, wonderful. Um, and as you get to the door and come in, you find kind of a room of wreckage as you see piles of debris fallen over things you see the blood splattered where you killed the zombies earlier uh and you see flames erupting out of a door by the stage that you remember had led to the kitchen looks like they spilled ketchup while we were gone i don't think that's ketchup dude i wouldn't dip any fries in it if i was you yeah but go off king probably buffalo sauce and i'm i don't like spice (laughs) (laughs) uh As you're here, you see that the other guests have formed a protective group at the far wall from the kitchen as these flames and pounding erupt. And just as you get in the door, you see something begin to emerge from the flames. You see something familiar. You see about six of the cotton-eyed Joes wiggling their way out. Oh, man. Where'd they come from? (laughs) (laughs) How many times can we make this joke? Um, (laughs) But as they all emerge in front of you, you see that they don't, they don't act quickly. They actually kind of turn towards each other and they start to melt together into this large rolling mass. And before you know it, they turn into this. Oh, good lord. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, my God. Holy cow. It looks... <laughs> when you zoomed in on the token, it actually got smaller. <laughs> that is huge. The token That's is amazing. massive. It's like 25 feet diameter. Mm. No, wait. Yeah, 25. Oh, my gosh. You see the cotton-eyed Joes begin to merge, a heaving, undulating mass of organic metal, twisting and pulsing until it begins to take shape. First, you see the face, its blood-red eyes glowing as they take you all in. The mouth gapes and a roar erupts from its mighty jaws, ten times the metallic scream that you've heard from the smaller ones. Its limbs form and reform and dissolve constantly, but when they are there, you see a legion of suction cups running the length. You see throbbing ventricles all over its back. Its pores ooze a dark, oil-like phlegm across its body. 
When it waves a tentacle-like limb, you see claws emerge at the end, dripping a neon green acid. The smell wafting through your nasal passages carries a deep primal fear into you. And we will roll initiative. I think, I think my dad had one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Is your father Wesker? Oh no! Um, I, I was it was more of a joke about release the kraken. Oh jeez! Mm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Come on! Kevin got a twenty-one. Bryson got a twelve. Drew got a nine. Uh, Doctor Rupert got a ten. Althea got a fifteen. This creature got a sixteen. And so you see this thing out in front of you, and the first thing it does is you see it stretch out kind of parts of its body and they separate from it. And you see five different creatures standing in front of it, facing you in the middle of the room. We have a Joe (laughs) and we have a Cotton Eye. And so basically what this looks like is you see uh, it form these other bodies and one, the three of them look basically like a better 3D printed version of the Cotton Eye Joes, almost as if they're like improving. And then the other two are like this swarm of particles and metal twisting around itself. All right, so we got Cotton Eye, we got a Joe, which is kind of like a Cotton Eye Joe 2.0. And then the big guy, yeah, I think Paul called it a Cotton Eye Josephus. Uh, and here's how this is going to work so Kayvon you rolled over 20 you'll go first Okay. at 20 there will be a lair event we'll call it and how that'll work is that in initiative order one of you will roll a d20 each round uh, and you'll go through like like you are an initiative so Kayvon will take his turn and then roll a d20 if it is evens Something good will happen from the guests in the room. If it's odds, a monster lair action will happen. Okay. Kayvon, take it away. All right, let me see. How far am I from these closest dudes? Okay, I'm going to move up. Um, I'm actually going to move... I'm going to move up about 20 feet because there's no way that I can reach these guys this round. Uh, I can dash and reach them, but I'm going to move up so that I'm you know, uh, not too close to them and I'm going to pull out my yellow gun. I'm going to take a shot at the the northernmost guy who is one of these Joes. So I'm going to take a shot with my yellow gun. Actually, I'm going to take two shots. Okay. First shot is a seven. That's going to miss, I'm sure. That is going to miss. My second shot is an eight. <laughs> Come on. Eight. <laughs> will just hit. Oh. Eight will just hit? Yes. Oh. Okay, let's roll some damage with that eight. That is going to be seven damage. And you know what? I think I've only got two charges for this yellow gun. Um, and I've already used one. Um, so I'm going to use another charge, though. And I'm going to um, blind this Joe, uh, the top most, uh, most Joe. I'll stop you before you use that because this Joe just disintegrates. Oh, what do you know? Joe. Oh, good job, Kayvon. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I do not burn that charge. And one Joe is down. I think that's my whole turn. And now am I supposed to roll a d20 then and see if it's odd or even? Yep. It is even. All right, now roll me a d8. It's going to be a one. A one. All right. You see the children, Jillian and Robert, cheering you on. And for this round, everyone will have an advantage on any saving throws that happen. Yippee! Ooh, hooray! Wow! That's really that's really awesome. Man, those kids are powerful. You guys are doing great. Save us. We <laughs> believe in you. You killed all the zombies. Did you hear that? Oh, man, my heart feels good. Man, nobody tell them about the people in the basement. The <laughs> I was gonna say, this is reminding me. I'm getting like, um, like Peter Pan vibes when you're trying to bring Tinkerbell back to life by clapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All this power they're giving us with their cheers. They're waving little pennant flags. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Next, it is the hideous beast turn. And for this time, it's going to stay where it's at. But it is going to take a attack at Kayvon. What? As you see, basically a tentacle just shoot out from it at you. So that's at least 75 feet range, right? Yeah. Do you... Does a 13 hit you? No, my AC is 16. All right, you are lucky. Uh, that's all it's going to do for now. Okay. Hey, guys, I think we got this. Althea, you are <laughs> up. Okay, so uh, the first thing Althea is going to do is she is going to turn invisible. Oh. So, and then she's going to Misty Step um, kind of up towards these Joes and Cotton Eyes um, off to the side there. And that's that's it for for now. Okay. Bryson, you're up. Okay, so um, what's the range on these blasters? I think they were 60 feet. Okay, I'm going to move up then 30 feet to get within 60 feet of, of the big guy, of Josephus. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and take two shots with my blaster. Okay. So the first is only an eight to hit. That will not hit. Second one is a seven to hit. Hey, Paul, like we're twins or something. <laughs> that will also not hit. And then I will, I'll say um, I'll have uh, Goldie and uh, Tinsel come up to flank me. That's my turn. Okay. Let's see. It is now the Cotton Eye Joe's group's turn. They are going to move here and here. But then these swarms of metal that you see, one is going to move right here in front of Althea. Oh, you you all stayed just out, and the other one's going to move right here. Right in front of Bryson. Ugh. That's all they can do. So the cots so the, the Joes are about, what, 10 feet away from, 15 feet away from uh, Bryson and Althea, but the, the Cotton Eyes were able to get right up next to us without an action, without attacking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they'll use it. Sorry, the Joes are also going to, I forgot, they could just dash. And so can I can I sense that they can see me then, even though I'm invisible? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. yeah, actually, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Joe does not. The Cotton Eye does. Okay. Let me put a symbol on you. Remember, you're invisible right now. Yeah, yeah, Kayvon has a symbol, too. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Is it a flexing guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Because I'm the strongest man in the world, but I only have a 16 strength. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's the strongest 16 strength score ever. That's right. All right, Rupert, take it away. Uh, Rupert is going to take his 30 feet of movement, but he's going to move uh, kind of north-ish to where the table was that had all the gifts on it. Okay. So not necessarily into the fray in terms of the direction of combat. Um, he knows how squishy he is, so he's trying not to get too involved in direct melee, but he'll move this direction, and then he will turn uh, to this... Just something real quick, just so you're aware. These places with big rubble are difficult terrain. Difficult terrain? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll stop at this table then, and then he's going to turn and kind of throw out his arm, and his, his sleeve pistol will kind of slide into his hand, and he's going to have a shot at this Joe... Cap. that is approaching the stairs that's not yet up to Althea or Bryson and the Peacock gang. Every time we call, some, they call him a Joe, I'm like, yo, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Destro, save me. That's my impression of Cobra Commander. <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Um, so an 11 to hit with his pistols. That will hit. And he will do... 16 damage. Oh, you you disintegrate this. How does it happen? I imagine it probably just takes this thing right in the chest and throws it right to the ground. <sighs> you know, one of those like yep. brutal like shotgun blast kind of hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though it's a Derringer small pistol in his sleeve. <laughs> um, and that is it. Well, let me check and see if I can do anything on a bonus action that's worth doing. And the answer to that is not necessarily um, not at this point I think I'll hold off on anything else can okay, I okay. give any uh, bardic inspirations or anything like that not yet we'll, we'll wait okay uh, Droog you're up and only one thing to remind you is you can do everything normally unless it involves your one either hand you lost and then it's a disadvantage okay so you can't flip people off without having disadvantage I flavored him as as using a pistol for his magic, but it's not like hand specific. I mean, if you can hold it in your other hand, yeah. that's fine. Okay, okay. So uh, Droog is going to run up and stand towards Bryson, and um, he's going to shoot uh, his burning cartridges. Okay, do that. It's a second level spell, and that I get uh, three shots with it. So uh, the first one is going to go to the one right in front of Bryson. Cotton eye yeah, guy. the cotton eye guy for a okay. 23 to hit. That will hit. For 12 fire damage. All right. You vaporize it. Nice. Then I'll fire the next one at the one just south of Bryson for a 9 to hit. That will hit. For 6 fire damage. Okay. It burns to the ground. Oh. Then my last one I'm going to shoot at the one in front of Althea. That one is a 23 to hit. That will hit for 11 fire damage. All right, that will burn it up. Cool. Something tells will... me these little guys aren't the aren't the threat. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my turn. Okay. At the end of your turn, Droog, uh, this big creature is going to take a legendary action, uh, and you're going to see a tentacle from it shoot out at you, and I need you to make a strength saving throw, DC 12. With advantage, advantage. because the kid's cheering us on. Yeah, I'm not great at this. 
go cheese pockets guy. <laughs> but I got a 14. You just manage to not be pulled towards this creature by this tentacle. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And it is Kayvon's turn. All right. Well, Kayvon is still way out of range of this monster, but seeing no other targets, he is going to move up 30 feet. So now he's about, I don't know, like probably 60 feet from the monster. Let me measure real quick. Yeah, 45 feet. He's going to take two shots with his yellow gun. Yeah. And that first one is going to be uh, 24 to hit. That will hit. That is going to be a whopping three damage. Oh, hell yeah. He's going to burn his last charge and blind this creature, which don't know if that's going to do us any good, but it's worth a shot. Okay, you do this. Uh, and you kind of see this thing roar, like roar back, uh, but then it shakes its head, and it's almost as if it just shakes off the blindness mm. with a perhaps legendary resistance. Yes, say I know a little something about legendary things: <laughs> journeys, <laughs> resistances, actions, all that kind of. Thing. Okay, here we go. Uh, next shot is going to be a twenty to hit. Cool, that will also hit. Cool, with six damage out of charges. So that's all I've got. This thing is going to look at you, just open its gaping mouth, and roar back at you. Ugh. All right, Althea, roll us a d20. Okay. 13. Okay, that is odd. That will be a lair action. Please roll a d8. Five. Five. All right. You see this creature, this giant beast, uh, turns basically to cave on and reminiscent of what you saw the cotton-eyed joes do it forms into basically a flat puddle and zips over to this side of the room oh my god oh, I hated that. Oh. right over by our squishies <laughs> yeah all of my attempted cowardice has been foiled <laughs> oh no and that is where it's gonna be and it is now its turn Ooh. And it is going to take three attacks, one at everyone close to it. Can it see Althea? Oh my gosh, one second. You're right, it cannot see Althea. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Althea is so, The cotton eyes, because I get confused, because the cotton eyes have blindsight, the other one do not. So, Rupert, does an 18 hit you? I'm going to silvery barbs it. <laughs> oh gosh. And what does that do again? Uh, it forces it to re-roll a d20, basically, and take the lower roll. And then I am going to give myself advantage on my next uh, attack roll or ability or saving throw. Nice. It rolled in that one. So oh. you're good. <gasps> oh. Oh. oh, nice. Uh, so now it's going to swing at Droog for 26. Well, that, that hits. Yeah. Okay. Eight slashing damage against okay. you, Droog. And it is upset that it missed Rupert, and it is going to use a legendary action to shoot a tentacle out at him. Oh, goodness. And so make a DC or a strength saving throw, DC 12. No more advantage because it's a new round. But you do get advantage because you just gave yourself silvery barbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got a 12 anyway, yes. so I think you are fine. I think I saved. Yes, you you manage not get wrapped up by this tentacle, and it is going to burn one more legendary action, and it is going to revive all of these creatures. Oh, huh, huh, huh. cool, huh. cool, cool, cool. Huh. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. what's, what's the matter, everyone? Wow. Okay, so I don't, Tell I don't us more know about these wow. reviving creatures. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Almost like a cat. <laughs> so as he revives these Joes and Cotton Eyes, these creatures, he actually takes them back into himself and then replaces them out. So he ends up putting them basically one near each of you to continue now. Hmm. And it is Althea's turn. So hey, Matt's not saying it, and he normally does this kind of stuff. Um, I gotta ask about the aura around this creature. <laughs> well, Althea is about to start her turn in it. If yeah, like I to knew this talk. was coming. <laughs> uh, so. Teacher, teacher, you forgot to give us your homework. <laughs> Keep pointing out things like my invisibility, not the aura. <laughs> yeah, I've been, a, I've been a friendly uh, <laughs> rules lawyer this time. <laughs> okay. I've been counsel for the defense. <laughs> <laughs> You see these metal spores that just float around it, kind of whizzing and spinning haphazardly in the air. And if you are not wearing a gas mask, you would make a constitution saving throw. I don't think we, I don't think I put on the gas mask, so. <gasps> you didn't? Did, did I, we all put on the gas masks? I can't remember. I, I thought we had, it was a free action, right? Mm-hmm. I gave everyone one. Okay, that um, was back, and, oh, but that was back a while ago, right? Yeah, that was in the security room. Oh yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah, I definitely would have. Okay. Okay. Then you have. Then you don't have to do it. Cool. 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 Um, okay. So I am going to actually ignore the uh, cotton eye that is in front of me, and I'm going to shoot my bow at uh, the big bad guy for um, a 17 to hit. That will hit. And that does 11 damage plus three psychic. All right. And then I get to go again, because when I leveled up, I got two attacks now. Does a 14 hit? It does not. Okay. Wait, hey, question, though. So you were invisible for that first shot, so that should have been with advantage, right? So you didn't know oh, you yeah. were there? Yeah. So you might get a crit then for that first shot. Well, let's just see. <laughs> see, I could be a nice guy, too. <laughs> uh, Not quite, no. It was close, though. It was, pretty, it was closer. <laughs> Um, and then once I'm done shooting, I will actually hop away so I am out of this aura, but I will kind of hang out over by where uh, Reaper is, um, just in case he needs some some help. Uh, that will be it. No no attack of opportunity? Sorry. Now I'm no. going to be teacher, teacher. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the Cotton Eye's attack is a range of zero feet. Oh. oh. It is Bryson's turn. All right. So Bryson is going to... Um, he was tr- going to try to bring down this creature's AC with his dissolve gun, but seeing now that it's close enough for him to actually get into melee with it, he's actually going to uh, run up next to it. And he's going to say, Come on, birds! And for his bonus action, he's going to active... Or is it a bonus action or was it an action to activate his uh, pigeons? I believe it's a bonus action. So as a bonus action, he'll activate his pigeons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he's going to uh, take a couple couple strikes with his arming sword so first a 17 to hit that will hit all right i will also mark this guy as my favorite foe so that's 14 slashing plus an additional two slashing Ah. and then for my second attack it's a 14 to hit that will not hit okay so that's a miss um oh also on that first attack uh tinsel will use his reaction to add some uh 
lightning damage. Okay. So that's an additional four lightning. Perfect. So then for their turn, uh, Goldie and Tinsel are going to come up and just flank me. Okay. Goldie will take her one attack. Mm-hmm. 21 to hit, and the damage will be six piercing damage. All right. Pretty good. And that is my move action and bonus action and also my birds. Sweet, 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 sweet. You didn't have Sprocket do anything on, on your Sprocket turn? Sprocket takes my bonus action. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of birds, but not a lot of bonus action. Yeah, Sprocket's zipping around my head, though, but yeah. Uh, okay, on this turn, this uh, Joe by Rupert is going to take two attacks. Ooh. A 17 to hit. Oh yeah, that'll hit. For minimum damage of two points of bludgeoning damage. Woohoo! And a nat one to hit. They are doing great. (laughs) And then we'll just go to Joe 2, which is at Kayvon, which will be a five to hit. That will miss. And a 19. So uh, with that hit, I'm going to burn a superior die. I'm I'm going to slap away those hits. So how much damage? Uh, Seven damage going to be eight damage so i didn't take any damage all right perfect um and then joe three is going to attack droog down at the bottom at 12 to hit that will miss land an 11 Ooh, they are both, really doing those great both miss okay oh, wow now the cotton eye here because althea you're visible now right yes i am visible because i did attack all right this cotton eye here is going to envelop you Oof in these swirling, spinning, metal, thriving pieces. And it is going to attack you twice. 21. That'll do it. For eight bludgeoning damage. Rude. And a nat one to hit you with the second one. (laughs) Get wrecked. And then it is going to suddenly spin faster, but miss. So you are just simply in the swarm of this. I don't like these guys. <laughs> and then the other one is going to envelop Kayvon. Okay. It's okay, Kayvon. You've already been cut up to little pieces before. For a nat one. That's going to miss. How about an 18? An 18 will hit. I'm going to slap away again. Okay. It's seven bludgeoning damage. Okay, let's see what I can hey, do this Paul, time. I just want you to be aware. Did that re- did that take your reaction before? Oh, it did. You're right. I cannot slap this one away. For how much damage you said? Seven. Seven damage. Thanks, teacher. It is. <laughs> it's a nat twenty. <gasps> oh. So you're gonna take four points of necrotic damage. Okay. Which don't even ask me how that worked out. Uh, the minimum of minimum, and make a DC twelve strength save. All right, that's going to be an eight. All right, you are <laughs> restrained. Oh, no. Oh, as no. these kind of metal bits basically like crawl all over you and hold you in place. And you can remake the saving throw at the end of your turn. But for now, you are restrained. Uh, all right, guys. Okay, Rupert, uh, you should be wearing your mask too, so I think you don't have to do anything. Yay. Um, Okie dokie. I'm going to, well, I guess the first thing I need to do is take care of this, this Joe that's in front of me. So I will whip out my sword cane and have a slash at this dude for a 21 to hit. Okay, that will hit. 
for six piercing damage. All right, it crumbles away. Very cool. And then I'm going to have to use... <laughs> I I used my concoction to restore all of my spell slots and stuff, but I was still pretty hurt. So I'm going to use my bonus action to do a bonus action healing word at a second level on myself. Okay. In hopes that I can survive whatever is to come. For only eight points of healing... Oh, man. Yeah, I guess it could be worse. All right, we'll take it. Okay. Droog, you're up. All right. Droog is going to take a couple of steps to the side, and he'll probably draw an attack of opportunity here from that guy. Yes. And as he's running over there, he's going to say, when I take this out, I can teleport. And he opens up, he lowers his shirt and kind of like reaches out and unhooks a wire and like throws it across the room. Oh, and he casts. When I take this out, I teleport. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's um, DC fifteen Constitution save within ten feet of him. So that would be this guy and the big bad and Tinsel. Okay, first it hit you with its attack of opportunity. I believe with a nineteen. Okay, so you take two bludgeoning damage. Okay, the big bad succeeded. On its con save with a 19. So it would have taken five damage. Okay. Tinsel failed. And these uh, Ash Zombie all. Or sorry, not. Do, whoops. Well, you know what it's based on. Uh, the Joe is. Uh, if it still takes damage, it is dead, but it did succeed. Okay. Yeah, so it would take it would take five damage as well. Perfect. So how much? Was it 11 damage? Yeah. Yeah, 11 okay. damage. All right. Well, Tinsel's looking rough. I'm, I'm sorry, Tinsel. That wasn't my plan. I tried to move, but I still got you. And um, the wire lands across the room near Meg. And after a minute, um, uh, Drew just kind of like envelops into himself, like kind of shrinks and just like crushes into himself and then reappears where the wire was. And then he quickly plugs it back in. <laughs> love it. Love it. Did he just email himself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was more like a telegraph, but... Cool. Uh, if that's everything, we'll go to Kayvon. Okay, so I'm enveloped, and I'm restrained. Does that mean I cannot attack, or that I have disadvantage on my attacks? Disadvantage on your attacks. Well, I am going to, instead of trying to break free... Well, I guess I get to do that at the end of my turn anyway. I'm going to attack this Cotton Eye first with my first attack, and try to, um, try to get him. I'm going to attack twice with my fist... So the first attack with disadvantage was a 12. That will hit. And that's going to deal four damage. Minimum damage. You punch this thing right off you. Nice. And then there is a Joe right next to me. So I'm going to turn around and give my other other punch to him now with regular, not not with disadvantage anymore. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a 14. That will hit. For nine damage. All right. That crumbles to the ground. Okay, and then I am going to... Uh, I've got my gas mask on. 25-30. I'm going to move up in base to base with this bad dude, with the uh, with the big bad, um, just so that I can start punching him instead. Anything else? Nope, that's my turn. Alright, it is Bryson's turn to roll a d20. Oh, jeez. Okay, Come on, d- even. D20. Come on, even. It's an 18. Ooh, <laughs> even. Okay, roll a d8. That's a 8. Oh, this one's fun. You 
rock at rolling so good? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You hear someone kind of shout a couple words, and before you can even almost have time to look, this bright flash comes from Rita Murdoch, the mayor, and a bolt of lightning strikes out uh, to this side, and it is going to vaporize the one on Althea and deal... Uh, 36 damage to this big beast. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. You got my vote next election. (laughs) Okay, this thing is, it's not looking great, but it's not looking bad. Uh, and it is going to attack at Bryson with a 12. Which will, I assume, not hit. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm Bryson. (laughs) 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 No, that will miss, yeah. Okay. A nat one. Okay, all the karma came back. Look at this. Uh, And then one more at uh, Tinsel for 15. Tinsel's AC is 17. Oh Oh my my goodness. Holy cow. Okay, well, it is going to do that. Um, And then it is going to uh, use a legendary action to... I need... Kayvon to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, nice. That's a plus zero. And I rolled an 18! <laughs> nice! <laughs> you can't do strength, but you can do wisdom. Our rolls have finally been decent tonight. It's so I, nice. I told, it's the karma. All, the, all your natural ones have come oh. to me. Wasn't it five natural ones on my constitution scores? And I have a plus six to my constitution saves. Oh, and I, I've already rolled five natural ones tonight, oh, so we're uh, getting in it. All right, uh, it is Althea's turn. Okay, um, so Althea is going to cast Hunter's Mark on this guy, and then she is going to stay where she is and shoot at it again with her longbow for a 25 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so that will do uh, 10 damage plus 8. So 18 damage for that first one. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> and then we'll shoot again for a 12, which I'm assuming does not hit. It does not. Okay. Um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out there. I think I'm doing okay. Oh, wait, no, I have that guy next to me again because he came back. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take a couple steps uh, just backing away from him. Although he'll probably come at me again, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine because you were you moved out from, yep. And that's it. It is Bryson. All right, so Bryson first will say, All right, guys, new game plan. Goldie, you play defense here for Kayvon. Take out that Joe. And uh, Tinsel, I see that you're now surrounded by a cotton eye, so go ahead and eat that thing. And then I'm going to go ahead and do my uh, my attacks. Okay. I'm attacking the big guy. So first attack with my arming sword is a 26 to hit. Okay. 14 damage and one favored foe damage. And uh, Tinsel will use his reaction to add some lightning to that. Another five lightning. It's looking pretty rough. All right. Well, I rolled another 26 to hit, and this time it's only seven damage. And then for my, for my Boyd's... Um, my uh, tinsel first is going to take an attack against the cotton eye that's surrounding him. Uh, that will be a natural one to hit. So, I think I think I'm going to lose tinsel this round. <laughs> um, and then for Goldie, 
she'll take an attack um, against the Joe that's right there next to her and Kayvon. And that's a 22 to hit. That will hit. I mean, I don't even know if damage matters it, on these it guys. Doesn't, it doesn't. But they take have... damage, because rolling damage is fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she pecks this Joe to death. Okay. And that will be all of our turns. All right. The Joes. Uh, this one up here by Rupert. An 8 and a 16 to hit. The 16 will hit. A nat 1 for 2 damage. Oh, oh man, Rupert, how you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm not dead. You know what's funny is I'm wearing really big heavy armor and trying to look threatening, and I haven't been hit yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe 3 is going to slam at Tinsel. Oh my gosh, we're at 11 and a 16, so that's fine. Yep, Tinsel's got a 17 AC. Tinsel's frickin' AC. I'll tell you, it's, it's not, I didn't do anything to cheese it out either. The AC on this thing is 14 plus your proficiency modifier, so. There we go. Okay, a 22 to hit. Uh, on Tinsel? Yeah, an 8, a 10, and a 22. Okay, the 22 will definitely hit. That will be 12 necrotic damage. All right, Tinsel is now uh, springs back into the shape of a helmet, but not quite as uh, solid because Goldie is still out. Okay, okay, some pieces oh, missing. <laughs> I thought you, were, I, you missed you missed a golden opportunity. Tinsel has been turned to tinsel. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Paul, you and I need to we need to talk about your definition of opportunity. <laughs> uh, okay. And this one is going to one more cotton eye to Althea for a 12, a 23, and a 10. The 23 will do it. All right. That will be four bludgeoning damage to you. Ouch. Rupert, it's your turn. Hello. All right. Here's, here's what old Rupee's going to do. I'm going to cast... Eh, maybe this fails. Maybe it doesn't go through, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on the giant monstrosity. So it's a DC 14 dex save. It will have a 16. Okay, darn. So it didn't do anything. So with that, <laughs> I will yell out to Kayvon and say, Kayvon, you've got this. And I'll give him some bardic inspiration. Oh, thanks, Rupert. What a guy. All right. We'll we'll call that good for now. Okay. Droog, you're up. All right. Droog is going to bring out his revolver, and he's going to start taking some shots at the big bad. I'm going to cast it at level two, and so this will be three shots. The first one's a 19 to hit. That will hit. For seven fire damage. Okay. Second one's a 22 to hit. That will hit. For another seven fire damage. Nice. The last one is a nat one for eight. That will miss. Tell me what happens as you shoot into this. Um, so these are these are like the gears that he like takes from his arm and sticks into his gun. Um, they they just like burn like searing holes like straight through it. I'd imagine it's like like the Terminator, you know, and like the liquid metal's getting hit, and you see like these this big like burst of like. Um, the liquid metal getting shot like to the sides of where he's getting shot at. Uh-huh. That's kind of what I envision happening as these bullets are shooting through him. 
uh, you see these like fiery holes punch through it, which the fire doesn't seem like it's doing a ton of damage to it, but it rips these shreds into it and these pieces and, and it's looking like real bad and it makes a huge roar and it absorbs all of these minions back into it. Cool. Cool. And it seems like it restores its kind of missing parts pretty well. Oh. Okay. Well, at least we got the minions away. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Banana? <laughs> Banana? <laughs> <laughs> right? Minions, right? Right, we got uh, that? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right, Kayvon. All right, Kayvon is going to do something. He's going to move around the big bad, staying within five feet, so he's not, like, getting out of his threat range. And he's going to do his maneuver yoink and yeet and he's going to <laughs> turn towards <laughs> turn towards uh towards Rupert and he's gonna say hold on to your hat I'm gonna grab him like under the arms and toss him up in the air and I'm gonna step forward and take his place he'll land right behind me like nothing happened um and you will gain Rupert you're going to get an additional four AC um so really that was just to try to boost your AC for you because uh what? doesn't look like you're doing so great <laughs> How how long is does that give him that AC? Uh, one round till my next okay. turn. Okay. Um, and then I am going to take two punches at this big nasty dude. Do it. The Josephus. At the Josephus. Ready, set, go. First attack is a 16 to hit. I will just hit. Boom. For eight damage. And the second attack is a 21 to hit for six damage. All right. Oh, and when Rupert was, like, flying over um, Kayvon's head, he, he moved a little bit slow, kind of like he was hanging from wires or something like that in, like, 1990s um, uh, special <laughs> effects. Yeah, syndicated uh, action show that was on in the middle of the yeah. afternoon on yeah. a Saturday. Yeah. Hey, Rupert, do the... <laughs> yell. Kayvon, you are just pummeling into this thing. It's like your fists are metal. Just bam, bam, bam. Nice. How's that broken finger doing while you're punching metal? (laughs) It was maybe broken. I also got my legs chopped into cubes and I'm still standing, so I don't know. (laughs) Okay, anything else? Nope, that's my turn. All right, Rupert, roll a d20. Here we go. Come on, Evans. A seven. A seven. Oh. Okay, roll a d8. I don't, I don't wanna. <laughs> I'll do it if you don't wanna. <laughs> a four. All right. This creature, you see its eyes just start getting brighter and brighter as a flash of bloody light erupts in the whole room. I need everyone to make an intelligence saving throw. Intelligence? But I'm not that. <laughs> That's a negative one for me. Uh, gave on old a five. Bryson got a two. Wait, have you used your uh, your bardic inspiration yet, Kayvon? I have not. What is, is it a D6 or a D8? D6. D6. You know what? I'm going to use it now. Might as well. It's going to be... <laughs> oh, no. from a five to a six. The meat slicer took your brains. <laughs> Druk got a 15. I'm rolling for Goldie. Uh, oh, Goldie got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Althea rolled a 19. Uh, that is a DC save of 12. So, Kayvon, Bryson, Rupert, and Goldie are blinded for this round. Oh, 
because you weren't smart enough to look away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Bryson's the kind of the guy who definitely looks right at the solar eclipse. <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> Are you guys seeing this? <laughs> the sun's gone. <laughs> All right, this thing is going to strike out at Kayvon at 21. Okay, with my last superiority die, I'm going to slap away again, and that's going to be minus eight damage, so whatever you roll. Okay, so you will only take two damage. Okay. All right, this other one is going to go at Goldie for 24. That will hit Goldie, yeah. 19 piercing damage. Uh, okay, she got 30 hit points, so that's down to 11. Okay, and then Bryson, were you blinded? Yes. Yes, yes. That will be a 19 for you. That hits. Okay, and that will be 21 piercing damage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that's, that's okay. All right, that's huge. Uh, and then I'll make a concentration check on Goldie. And Goldie's gone. Goldie also, it's like it's like a magnet, honestly. So Goldie and Tinsel's pieces just kind of suck right together and they just instantly back to the helmet. And for good measure, why not? The helmet just kind of pops back up onto my head. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then it is going to make a legendary action uh, Althea a tentacle comes swinging at you I'm not into that make a strength <laughs> save okay uh, nine that is a failure so what's going to happen Great. is it is going to wrap its tentacle around you and rip it 20 feet towards it <clears throat> and since that hits into it it will make a bite attack at you Ouch. For 20 to hit. That will do it. That'll be seven piercing damage. Ouch. All right. And that is... Oh, no. We're just going to do one more because it is as angry. It's feeling good am this I, turn. Am I, like, grappled or anything? Like, am I... Am I, am I held no, you hand? just got you just got ripped up to it. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I need Droog to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. Let's see what we got. Negative one across the room. I got a zero. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. Uh, with this 120-foot range, you see a collection of metal from it that kind of shoots off at you, and it swirls around you until it covers your head in these metallic thorns. Uh, Ow. And you are charmed. Oh, Oh. Okay. The charm target must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself. Um, oh no! Oh no! Not Busty LaRue! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the target can act normally on its turn if I don't choose a creature for you attack, or none are within reach, and then you can... Uh, Make a wisdom saving throw at the end of your turn to try to break it early. Otherwise, it is for a minute. It's a melee attack, though, right? So they really don't have anything to worry about because you're a tiny little sorcerer. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And it is Althea's turn. All right. I am going to attack at this guy again with my longbow here. Um, I'm actually going to take a couple steps back first and get out of his... Uh, his aura again. Okay. He will take an attack of opportunity at you. Okay. The 15 to hit. That will hit. For a 13 piercing damage. Ooh, man, that's not feeling good. Yeah. 
Okay, I will actually. I'm gonna pop that uh, potion of greater healing here. What's the roll for that? Four d four plus four. Okay, let's do that. Uh, so seven plus four is a plus eleven. So that's a little bit better. And then, um, so I rolled a nine to hit for the first time, which I'm gonna assume doesn't. And then I'm going to roll again for a seventeen to hit. That will hit. Okay, cool. So that does five piercing plus another six damage. Okay. And that's it. It is Bryson's turn. All right. So first things first, Bryson's going to go ahead with his bonus action to use that potion of greater healing. Okay. For only 10. 10 healing. And then uh, for my action, I'm going to uh, say, Tinsel, I need you. And Tinsel's going to come popping back out. Oh, <laughs> basically right where Tins- right where right where he died okay. <laughs> last time, and then it's Tinsel's turn. But I didn't command Tinsel to attack, so um, he's just actually going to move, stay within melee of uh, the big guy here, and uh, just move so that he's kind of more in between everybody, so that um, he can offer his reaction damage to anybody in the party. Cool, and that's my turn. All right. You are cornering this thing. Rupert, you're up. Okay. Old Rupee here is gonna go ahead and make some attacks. Show us how it's done, Rupee! And remember, you'll have disadvantage because you're blinded. That sucks. Um, yes. Disadvantage. <laughs> um, alright. We'll go ahead and, and swing at this thing with the sword cane. With disadvantage, a 13 to hit. That will miss. Darn. Um, I think... How's everybody looking right now? Is everybody doing okay? I'm down about a third. Yeah, I could be better, but I'm going to hope to use that gun next time, so... Kayvon's doing fine. And Droog, Droog's over there helping out the other people. Droog is your mm-hmm. enemy. Yeah, Droog no, is actually like... <laughs> over there trying to stab them. He's got this really melee sweet... Is crown of metal thorns on yeah yeah he's helping out those other people so yeah um, (laughs) (laughs) okay um yeah i don't know that there's anything i can really do at this point so i think that's it for my turn all right droog will you please take an attack at meg okay so i have a dagger i could also throw it you want me to roll and see who i or do you want me to attack meg you're attacking Meg. Yeah, it has to be melee, I think. Yeah, and you have oh, to melee. You can't throw okay. it. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. And eight to hit. That will miss. Okay. You kind of swing it, and you see her just kind of like jump backwards out of the way. Like, what the, Droog? Do I get to attempt to save at the end of my turn? Yes. Wisdom save DC fourteen. Droog got a six. <laughs> And that will be my turn. Alrighty, Andrew is going strong. <laughs> oh, gosh. Kayvon. All right. I am still blind, but I'm going to take two big old haymakers with disadvantage. Okay. Natural one. That will meet. The second one is going to be a an eight. Natural two. <laughs> I love that you rolled that seven eight again like you did at the start. Uh, no, those are, those will both miss. And then um, with a bonus action, um, I think, you know what? Let's do this. I am going to uh, do a second wind um, for my bonus action, and that is going to be a D10 plus 
five that I get to roll. So that will end up giving me back a total of <laughs> six hit points. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, and that's my turn. All right. Droog, would you roll me a d20? Droog got a 14. Yes. Nice. Okay, and now roll a d8. Droog got a 7. Ooh, this is a fun one. You see Luc Bonner Christie step forward as he becomes bathed in a golden glowing light that then appears as a small halo above all of you, and you each will get back seven points of health. Oh, nice. that was so nice. I'll take it. That's, that's perfect. I'm back up to, to full. <laughs> Jeez, came on. Uh, cool. That was that. And yeah, so you're not blinded anymore. No one's blinded anymore. Yay. And the attacks are going to come flying at everyone here by it. Boo. So for <laughs> Bryson, that's a 21 to hit. That'll hit, yeah. For seven piercing damage. Oh, that's much better than last time. <laughs> Uh, an 11 to hit Kayvon. That will miss. And a 20 to hit Rupert. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, 11 piercing damage to Rupert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. Fair <laughs> enough. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, uh, again, doesn't want you to be part of the party, so a tentacle flies out at Althea, make a strength save. Man, you're really doing me dirty here, bud. <laughs> Oh my god, so in that one for three. Okay. Oh my god. It's going to pull you back. A 14 to hit? Ooh, that'll just hit, yeah. Okay, 18 piercing. Oh my gosh. Wow. Are you still are you still up? Barely. Oh, man. Uh, and that's all it's gonna do because it wants to keep Droog acting, so it's gonna command Droog to attack again on his turn. And it is Althea's turn. Okay, I am going to bust out that gun and um, shoot this guy. You said we could just use any attack, right? Yeah, yeah, any ranged attack. Okay, cool. Remember, you have the battery as well. Oh, hell yeah, I do. Um, oh my god, so that's a 10. Okay, that will miss. And then I'm going to shoot again, and that's a 22 to hit. That will hit. Oh my god, it does 3 damage, plus it does 6 damage total. And that was with the extra one from the battery? Oh, no, there's the extra one from the battery. Is, or there's one more, right, from the battery? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, sorry. Not one more attack, one more damage die. Oh, one more damage die. Okay, no, then that would be seven. Sorry. Okay, so seven. Uh, okay, so it will take seven damage, and you'll get 14 health back. It's something. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Rupert wishes he could heal that effectively. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Althea could always hand great... him the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alright, anything else? No, that's it for now. Alright, Bryson, you're up. Alright guys, I'm back in it. Two attacks coming with my arming sword at the big guy. The first one is a 10 to hit, the second one... The 20 will hit. Yeah, the 20. So that's 14 um, slashing damage. Nice. I, I realize I've been doing the favored foe wrong, so not the extra 3 damage there that's listed. Because um, that actually was supposed to require my concentration, but I was concentrating on Goldie. Oh. Sorry. Um, and to to be fair, though, I never did more. Than, I think I did a total of like four damage with it. Yeah, total. Yeah, you're good. Um, okay, so fourteen uh, damage, and then Tinsel's going to use his reaction to give me some lightning on top of that. 
that's another five lightning damage. Nice. So 19 damage. And then for my bonus action, I'll say, get him, Tinsel! And then Tinsel's turn. Uh, Tinsel's going to go ahead and make an attack with his beak. A 23 to hit. Five piercing damage from Tinsel. Okay. Hi, Rupert. Your turn. Yay. Um... Yay, chicken chaser, yay. <laughs> yay, chicken chaser. Um So Althea, you just you just healed a fair amount. How are you doing right now? I'm at about half health. Okay. I'm doing okay. Okay. Well I am going to I'm guessing if I try to move away from this guy, he's gonna try to uh get attacks of opportunity on me. Very likely. Okay. Uh, this might be a stupid idea, but we're going to try this as well. Um, I'm going to hurl insults <laughs> at this thing and be like, your tentacles are stupid and you should feel bad about that. <laughs> and, and we're going to do vicious mockery. I'm not gonna lie. That's the best vicious mockery I've ever heard on F ever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Did ChatGPT help you with those ones? <laughs> nope, that, that was fresh from my own brain. Um, so DC 14 wisdom save. All right, it got a 20. Oh, darn. Okay, well, we gave it a, we gave it a go. So the old now college I'll use, try. <laughs> I gave it the old college try. I'll use a bonus action to cast a second level healing word on myself okay. to try to feel a little bit better. And I'll heal myself for nine points. Awesome. Okay. Droog, if you would attack Meg. All right. Here we go. That's a 12 to hit. That will hit. Oh, okay. no. Wait, but she's agile. She's a race car driver. <laughs> but she's not, <laughs> she's not armored. For five damage. Okay. You stab that right into her side. Oh. Droog will say, I wanted you to try the cheese. <laughs> just so you know it, it doesn't like make you hate the person you're attacking I know, I know. Okay, just, <laughs> she, she looks down and the knife you were using was actually for the soft cheeses excellent okay make a wisdom saving throw oh man I am not great at this that's a seven right. <laughs> oh my gosh moving on came on all right, so Kayvon, for um, for an an item interaction, I'm gonna hand my um, greater healing potion, my herbs, to Rupert, and then I'm going to um, say, "Here you go." And I'm gonna attack twice at the big bad. That's gonna be the first one will be um, a ten to hit, Ugh. and the second one will be a ten to hit. Consistent. Yeah. Okay, we're back to the top. Kayvon, roll a d20. All right. Fingers crossed. That's a four. It's evens. Okay, yeah. roll a d8. A three. Ooh, a three. Oh, this is fun. You see... I've said that about, like, everyone. <laughs> you I have just, said I that like all things I like. <laughs> They're all really fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see Lily by Suzette uh, turn towards you all, and her form starts to blur, and then five duplicate shades of her appear and one stands by each of you and the first attack at you this round will have to flip a coin heads it can still attack you tails it can't oh wow so it will attack the mirage wow that's awesome 
You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay, so this beast is getting a little annoyed. So it is going to form into a puddle. No. And reappear over here. So you all get attacks of opportunity if you'd like, but it is with dis- disadvantage. I oh, will definitely yeah. do it. So Bryson got an 18 with disadvantage for seven, uh, seven slashing. Okay. Kayvon got a 23 with disadvantage for um, eight damage. Nice. Althea got a 19 for seven damage. Oh, wait, plus I get that extra. (laughs) All right. Dang. And uh, Rupert got a 17 to hit. Okay. Or, ooh, 11 piercing damage. (laughs) Jeez. With disadvantage, we did more damage than we've done any round this game. All right. Okay. Uh... It's looking real bad, y'all. Looking real bad. It is just going to take a ranged attack at Kayvon. Okay. Oh, wait, it has to flip a coin, doesn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, yes, yes. come oh, on, guys. So uh, odds it misses, evens it hits. Um, flipping a coin. It is heads. It gets to attack you. For 22. For nine piercing. Nine piercing. All right, I got it. All right, and then quickly, Bryson, make a strength saving throw. Oh, I'm good at those. And it's a 10. All right, that will fail. <laughs> you will get ripped 20 feet towards it. And it is Althea's turn. All right, I am going to bust out my longbow again, and we are going for 27 to hit. Ooh, that will hit. Nice. Which will do 6 plus 8 damage, 14 damage. Nice. And then going in again for 14 to hit. That will miss. Okay. Uh, so that is it for now. All right, Bryson, you're up. So Bryson will look down at his, and he like gets his sword and his shield all ready, and he kind of looks over like, what is that at the corner of my eye? And like, oh, hey, what are these pigeons doing on my shoulder? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what they even did. And so he's going to run up to the uh, to the big guy again. And take two attacks. Uh, it's a seventeen to hit. Seventeen will hit for nine damage plus okay. some elect- plus another uh, four electric damage. Okay. And then my second attack is a twenty-five to hit for eleven slashing damage. Bryson, how do you end this thing? You. <laughs> I, I I stab it once, and uh, and uh, Tinsel's lightning kind of you know comes from its tail, right? All the electrical are ar- all the electricity arcing. And then I come back in for the for a second stab, and I was like, "All right, let's try this. Pigeons, go!" <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just sit there because they don't attack. <laughs> as this thing as this thing dies, I'm like, "Come on, pigeons, take them out!" <laughs> Excellent. Cue victory music. Awesome. Man, awesome. man, that was stressful for a second there. Oh, gosh. I did it. I, I got the final blow. My dad would be so proud if he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> The amount of gleeful joy that you said if he was still alive. You were so enthusiastic. Uh. 
I imagine. Sorry, my dad would be so proud if he were still alive. <laughs> there you go. That's an, a, a more better. appropriate level of sadness. I've just I've realized I've realized that your security group does not know like how emotions work because I still just remember <laughs> that Drew got his hand bit off and was just like, "What? Well, it's cool." Yeah. Everything's fine. Hey, hey, I passed that wisdom save that I self-imposed. I <laughs> your hand gets bit off and you're like, smiles don't work like that, Roz. <laughs> yes. That line was so good. I was really so good. Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, okay. This beast has crumbled to the ground and it is, it is dead. You have saved the people here you look around and it kind of finally starts to set in. Like you feel like you've been running on adrenaline for like the past two hours and you start to realize just like how broken and destroyed and kind of horrific. Everything looks now like you've, you fought through it. You overcame things. You look over, you realize how kind of weak Droog looks, even though he's still on his feet and you realize how much he's gone through how much really everyone's gone through as you see the guests start to mill about and and interact. Yeah, I mean, I I died. And Kayvon full-on died. And Ka- came back again. Came back as a gumball. I mean, wow. I'm so confused. Was was Kayvon in that gumball the whole time? Like, are there two Kayvons? <laughs> two? There could be millions of Kayvon. You don't oh, know how many gumball machines are in this mansion. We need to free all the Kayvons. Y'all just need to play more video games. I mean, that was obviously a save room. <laughs> Kayvon's going to say, actually, my dad my dad got around a lot. I probably have a lot of brothers out there. <laughs> I just can't believe you guys don't realize that Kayvon's not a real person. He's just a robot. Because, I mean, who else just goes, when I was a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so you guys are looking at this monster and its dead body... And as you're kind of milling around it, uh, everyone give me a perception check. Okie dokie. Bryson rolled a 7. Drew got a 16. Althea rolled a 23. And Dr. Rupert got a 15. And Kayvon needs to open D&D Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you close it after the fight? Did you like think we were all done? <laughs> you know, I just start closing tabs. I know I've said this <laughs> twice before during this little mini campaign, but disappointed. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> got a three. Okay, excellent. So here's how this will work. The Droog, Althea, and Dr. Rupert, you all three are able to notice that Sir Duncan, the half-tiefling man who talks like this, is walking towards Suzette with something sharp in his hand. Um, I'm going to start walking that direction and say, Sir Duncan, can I be of assistance? Did you take any damage during the altercation? Yeah, how far away is he? Can we, is it easy enough for us to kind of like surround him a little bit? Well, so what the action is, you three that noticed, you each get to try one thing to happen now to either stop him or if you don't think he needs to stop to do something. Cool. I mean, I think I'm going to try to see if I can't talk to him and, like, distract him from whatever it is he's up to. Okay. Uh, Feel free to give me, I guess, a persuasion roll. Persuasion or... uh, Deception? Deception. Thank you. I, of course, didn't open up a sheet to remember what things are called. I don't feel so bad now. 
<laughs> I'll try persuasion. Okay. Ooh, I got a 27. Oh, jeez. Nice. It's about time you rolled high. <laughs> uh, what do you say to distract him? Uh, I'll say, Sir Duncan, is that a blade? Were you hurt? Were you injured? Did that blade get stabbed into you from one of these monsters here? Perhaps I should have a look. And I'm going to start walking over towards him. Uh, you see him kind of look over at you as if he's like surprised that you've noticed him. And he looks down at his hand at the sharp object and looks back up at Suzette. And, and he just yells over to you and says, stay away. Oh, man. Well, hearing that, Althea would definitely bust out her bow and prepare to shoot if things get hairy. Yeah, Droog is going to just shoot him. Okay. Kayvon is patting Bryce on the back saying, sorry about your dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, if Droog's going to shoot, I'm going to shoot too. I don't want to be left out. Droog spins the revolver on his new stump and is throwing in some burning cartridges. Okay, you can both roll with advantage because of Rupert's distraction. That's not going to be good for him. (laughs) Because I'm casting my last level two spell slot of burning cartridge. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So my first one was a 21 to hit, second one was a 17, and third one was a 15. And Althea did a solid nine damage. Okay, well, Drug, uh, every one of those will hit. Nice. So 11, then two. Oh my goodness, two and seven. So a total of 20 damage, burning damage. Step away from the lady. Uh, you just see this arrow... Uh, it lodges like right above his heart, just like on that left side of his chest, but a little high. And then these three burning cartridges just blast him backwards into the wall where he just kind of crumples down, bloodied and burnt. Whoa, hey guys, what the hell? I don't think he was up to any good. Well, I mean, I know he looks scary, but... My, my mom always said you can't judge a book by its cover. And to think I wanted to dance with him. <laughs> uh, Suzette's going to kind of look over at you all and be like, what, 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 why have you done that? Yeah, why did you guys do that? <laughs> uh, well, I think he had a blade in his hand, milady, and seemed to be making a move in your direction. He was coming right at you. Didn't you see it? Oh, I guess you can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> We open this book right up. You can see right through the book. That's vulgar, but I approve. (laughs) (laughs) That librarian's going to be pissed. (laughs) Wait, I don't understand the metaphor. What are we talking about? (laughs) Bryson and Kayvon are just hanging out here by this dead body. We didn't notice anything. (laughs) you you see Duncan uh, slumped on the ground, uh, and he he coughs up some blood, uh, and he looks over at Droog and says, "Filthy goblin." Well, at least I showered this week. Hey, now that was uncalled for. Droog is quite clean most of the time, as he's covered in cheese. <laughs> I've got cheese on me and blood, all sorts of grime. But it's cheese from this party and blood from like saving all your lives. Speaking of that, Suzette, what's the health insurance policy on this job? <laughs> um, what, what's health insurance? I mean, uh, 
Universal yeah. healthcare. Oh, yeah. oh, you, oh, you mean you mean whenever you go to the hospital and get cared for for free? That, that, that's it. But uh, I need a new hand. Oh, oh. And she like sees your stump, and she's like, um, okay, well, we can we can look into that. Um, first, uh, let's maybe deal with Sir Duncan. Uh, and Suzette's gonna walk over to him. We dealt with him already. <laughs> it looks pretty uh, taken care of. You should probably know your computer bit his hand off. Aye, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, Rupert, you got over there first. As you walk up to Duncan, uh, give me a deck save. <laughs> oh, I see how this is. Oh, dang it. I got an eight. Uh, you see a small mechanical spider jump out from his jacket to bite you. Ah! Pesky bee! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, a 15 to hit. That'll hit. Oh no. Right. You'll take three piercing damage. No! But you're not a computer, so you will not be infected with a virus. Huzzah. You just get two little tiny puncture holes. Can can Kayvon punch the spider? Yeah, do it. <laughs> okay, let's try. Let's try. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling I'm not going to hit. Two attacks, and we got a 13 and an 8. A 13 will hit. Okay, that's going to be um, 7 bludgeoning damage. How do you squish and kill this spider with your fists? Um, I imagine that the spider is like still on uh, Rupert, and I just like punch Rupert in the chest and squish it between my hand and, and his chest. Wow! Fragile. Since a thirteen wasn't high enough to hit Rupert, I won't make him take damage. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. What do you want to do? Do you think it was Sir Duncan who caused all this? problem in the first place? I don't know. I mean, it wraps it up pretty nice and clean. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> Suzette, why would Sir Duncan want want to attack you or your mom? I don't I don't know. And she's going to look at him and, and be like, Sir, why, why would you? And then she's like, oh, wait. And he's going to cast Zone of Truth. I don't really have 18th strength. I'm, I'm just got 16th strength. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's not really Zeus either. <laughs> I still sleep with a nightlight. I don't even like cheese. <laughs> okay, everyone right around, make a charisma saving throw. Charisma saving throw. Well, Bryson's over looking at his peacock, so he's not even over there. He's just kind of, he's observing from across the room, like yelling things over his shoulder as he's getting his helmet back on. Well, Kayvon rolled a 10. <laughs> Rupert got an 18. <laughs> Droog got a 22 on the charisma save. Well, there's your charisma saves, Droog. Uh... <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, and so, uh... Kayvon, you're the only one who failed. So I'm the only one who failed, and I already started spilling the beans. <laughs> uh, so Duncan has also failed, as Suzette turns and says, Why? Why would you attack us? Why would you set this up? And he kind of turns with a coughing, bloody breath and goes, <clears throat> You were the quickest way to take out this town. If I brought you down, it would follow. I thought I thought he liked peace. You are an idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. 
<laughs> we may be idiots, but at least we can appreciate the finer points of the saxophone. <laughs> Is this what you meant by uh, reading the book or getting below the cover? What was it? <laughs> Judging a book by the cover. Reading the book under the covers. <laughs> So is Sir Duncan then, is he dead? He looks at you and coughs up more blood. <laughs> I punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> like, oh, crap, he's not dead. That'll just, that'll be an auto crit. Auto crit, okay. Uh, oh, that's only going to be five damage with my crit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you slam into his face and he kind of jolts back. Uh, and then he looks at all of you and, and he just says, believe it was idiots like you and then his head falls down and the breath leaves his body as he dies was he talking about me i'd rather be an idiot than dead you cannot <laughs> underestimate this band of rapscallions my high school mascot was the stallions <laughs> oh no 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 i said rapscallions oh uh, ah sweet oh, it's a type of seafood. <laughs> Aye. Best with a little cheese. <laughs> As Drew takes another hunk of cheese out of his pocket. Suzette's going to look at, well, I guess. I, I, well, I, I don't know if that tells us everything, but we know something. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll settle things. Um, and she's going to look around and be like, I... I know you've done so much, but if you'll if you'll help us get the people out of here, then then I'll I'll get your your payments uh, sent to you. Uh, does four thousand gold apiece sound reasonable? I believe we said four thousand six. <laughs> oh oh done 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 very done very done. Aye, that's true. Oh gosh. <laughs> and a new arm for Drew. I think he deserves that too. Kayvon just gives Bryson a big thumbs up. Like you got, you're you're you're, you're catching on. Yeah, hey, um, hey, uh, Leon, you want to want to make a new hand for this guy? Leon is going to rush over, uh, and he's be like, I I could certainly I could certainly help. I don't I don't know if I have enough. And he kind of looks around, and you see Zachariah Cobbleshot step up, uh, and he's going to say, "For saving our lives, I want you are welcome to use any material at my factory." to build a new limb with ed- with anyone you want. That's perfect. I like to to take it apart myself and put it in my gun to see what happens, throw bits around. Have you got anything more explodey than what I've been using? Oh, we do. We do. And he'll kind of take you aside to start talking about the possibilities of what your new hand can <laughs> You should try one that vibrates. <laughs> oh. Hey, Drew, you know what would be awesome? A crab claw. A crab claw. Ah, you remind me of my old grandpa Stabby. Maybe just a a, a nice big dagger on that hand <laughs> that shoots off. Of course, they'll fire out with my arm. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't be a dagger if it didn't like shoot off, right? <laughs> That's true. And then the dagger will stab them, and then the dagger will explode. Ah, <laughs> now we're onto something, and it can vibrate too. It's very inventive, all of you. <laughs> Well, yes, Lady Suzette, I believe you wanted us to escort the people out of here. Is that what you needed? Um, uh, uh, yes, yes. And she'll kind of look around and and kind of as everyone's kind of getting to their feet, she's like, we'll, we'll gather up our things and, and get ready to get out of here. 
Ah, uh, I was just going to say, you know, I never gave you your gift of a poem that I uh, had comprised for you. <laughs> she is going to turn to you and with rapt attention say, please, sir, take it away. <gasps> a maiden fair with eyes so bright under moon's pure light she stands her kindness reaches far and wide as gentle as the ocean sands for her attention gratitude flows like rivers under starry bands in her grace we find solace love woven by her delicate hands and he will bow deeply and take her hand in his and give it a little kiss on her knuckles. I love that there was still a little bit of an interruption with Paul cracking his soda in the middle of that. <laughs> I, I did that on purpose. I was, I was having an internal argument with myself. Do I let him go? Do I interrupt him? Oh, what am I going to do? I was like, what would Kayvon do? I, like, I don't know what Kayvon would do, but I know what Paul would do. <laughs> the, the fact that Rupert was able to finish it, he is now just openly crying. Tears are just streaming down his face. Uh, as you kiss her hand, she curses back at you, and then Luke Bonner Christie is going to approach you from the side, um, and he's going to say, that was beautiful. Oh, oh. Well, flattery will get you everywhere, my dear sir. I I know that it is maybe not the time, but I would like you to contact me after this. We have a we have an opening at our our university in Hilldocks if you would like to come and perhaps be a musician and instructing foreign scholar there for a few seasons. <gasps> you would have me? Dr. Rupert Q. Havenport himself. Well, it would be an honor. What about me? Do you got any, like, wrestling scholarships? <laughs> no, sorry, we do not. And he turns back to Rupert. <laughs> Bryson, uh, as you say that, kind of turn around and are like, oh, man, I didn't get to go be a professor. Uh, Leon is going to come rushing over and tackle you in a hug. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bryson. Thank you, Bryson. Thank you, Bryson. Oh, yeah. Hey, so Sprocket woke up. So that was cool, too. Oh, that's that's awesome. And he kind of sees Sprocket, and, and Sprocket's going to pipe up and be like, Oh, hello, hello, Master. Hello, creator. Hello, my God. My God, I wish I could be. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, that's, that's a little disturbing that he trained, he builds machines to call him God. <laughs> hey, Leon, so you're like the hummingbird God. Have you ever heard of this pigeon God? Apparently, I'm supposed to throw bread to it. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't, but I do love learning about those types of things. Would, we, would maybe maybe you'd like to come over for dinner sometime, and we could talk about it. Oh hell yeah! It's mm. a group invitation. Are we all are we all invited? <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean we I mean we we could do that too. And he kind of looks a little dejected. No, it's okay. Um, it'll just, it'll just be me. I, you know, I like, oh, uh, shoot. I was going to say something funny and I can't remember exactly how it was going to go. No, nah, it's cool. It'll just be me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that in. That's so good. <laughs> By the way, my favorite foods are protein powder and soup. <laughs> oh, excellent. I make a bone broth that will change your life. Brad. 
He said bone. And as that is happening, someone that you all didn't end up talking to the first round is this man, Elliot Austin. Oh yeah, Billy from Damn, Zeno he looks Gears. Cool. Wait, was and, it, it? Isn't this uh, a Steve Martin with his banjo? That's <laughs> oh, maybe, exactly maybe, what I was maybe. Uh, He's gonna approach Althea uh, and say to her and be like, "You're you're quite an amazing shot, madam." Thank you. Is that uh, a banjo in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe you noticed. And he pulls out this small little thing out of his pocket, and it just folds open into a full banjo. <laughs> 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 and he's gonna—he's gonna be like, "But, but that's not why I came over. Um, I was wondering, I have you ever thought of being a ranger's apprentice?" Oh, oh me? Um. I, I mean, I've thought of it, but uh, I've, I've, I've never seriously considered it. She's like very flustered and like blushing. Well, uh, I have a, a group of bounty hunters that we, we work in the mountains. There's been a lot of ogre activity lately and we protect the locals. If you would be interested in joining us, I think you'd be a good fit. I would love to. I, um, I've always said ogres are no good. Let's kill them. <laughs> It's called the same. Yes, says it all the time. In fact, ah, she said it three times on the way up here. I used to have it on a T-shirt. <laughs> said ogres are no good, so etc. etc. No fear. <laughs> Kill them. Um, as that whole group is distracted, Kayvon. You see Meg walk up and start dragging you out of the room to the hallway. <clears throat> cool. <laughs> Fade to black. <laughs> Where she proceeds to go at you more ravenously than you've ever experienced before. Ooh. Not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was going to say, though, shouldn't you be married in the eyes of the Lord first? Avon. Oh my goodness. Oh, true. Um, shoot, I don't know. Which, which, you know what? Now nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pirate. What can that you is, expect? That is where the comparisons to Kevin Sorbo end. Oh, sorry, did I spoil something? To be fair, he's not necessarily Kevin Sorbo. He's the roles Kevin Sorbo has played, but yes. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so that happens, and this basically will wrap up with you get everyone out uh, safely. Um, in a couple days, you return for the Countess's funeral. It's very beautiful, very intricate. You all are recognized uh, for your feats in saving everyone. It's also where you'll receive your payment of the gold, the 4,006 gold apiece for helping out here. And you basically start getting treated basically you oh, don't have to buy piece? yeah a piece oh wow yeah we did a lot of work oh yeah i've already added it to my inventory <laughs> <laughs> uh and basically like you start getting everyone starts to learn your names like and it's 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 funny because it starts getting told around town as the peacock knight being 
like the main thing, well, not the main thing, but one of the big things talked about is how the Peacock Knight was the one to slay the huge beast um, with the help of his team. And it kind of starts to become this folk tale about this group that's a, a Peacock Knight, a pirate, an elven warrior, a half goblin, half machine sorcerer, and a genius poet that took down this gigantic threat. And you just kind of start getting talked about. And it's a it's a town and a place that you can go to if you ever want to, you know, be supported, get free drinks, all of that. But that's just kind of how that wraps up. And now I would say I'm just going to ask each of you a little bit of over the next year, what do you think your character would go about doing? You have this money, you finish this thing, you can kind of do whatever you want going out. I'm going to kill so many ogres. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, I think Kayvon would, uh, um, he'd want to go back on, have some more legendary journeys, but I think he has to go back down into the basement and talk to that, that ser- servant guy and make sure it's okay. Cause I think technically he belongs to the servant now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you bought me with that coin. I'm, I'm technically your gumball. So, uh, uh what, what, what do you want me to do? Uh, he's going to look at you and be like, is this, I thought we were a joke. Is this a sexual thing? Oh. Well, gotta go. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's what you want, okay. master. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, goodbye. <sighs> I think uh, hearing the tales of the Peacock Knight, uh, Bryson's dad will uh, make an appearance again. Turns out he wasn't really dead. It was more like <laughs> his mom. She, he was like dead to his mom because he like left her for his mistress. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing so he he comes back and he's like trying to reclaim the name of peacock knight so bryson reluctantly starts to go by (laughs) sorry this is so dumb he tries to come up with like a new persona so he starts going because he has all these different birds he starts going by the uh, menagerie I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. So good. So good. Why do I why do I imagine him wearing like just a leather vest and that's it and like chaps for some reason? (laughs) Yes, assless. And and he and he's he's been spending a lot more time with Leon Racketeer and He's trying to get uh, his mom and Leon to collaborate on something. And maybe if Bryson levels up high enough, it will manifest itself in a improved tinsel. I love that. Um, we'll go next to Droog. What what do you use this year for? So Droog spends all of his money paying off his debts to Dr. Fiskin. So he is no longer in debt. Um, and after getting his his new hand reconstructed um, in honor of Grandpa Stabby. Um, he <laughs> he just becomes a mercenary. He's just, you know, life on the road, adventuring, maybe killing an ogre or two with Althea, but, you know, gets bored and, and keeps on the road. I love that. I love that. Dr. Rupert. Yes. So he goes to be a professor and, uh, after a couple months gets kicked out for failing to actually teach anything constructive. <laughs> I will say this is this That's you're in like a, a an invited position. I would, yeah, you're not you're not kicked out literally as much as like, I think you're time you think you've done enough. You're you're free to go. <laughs> but I think I think he uh, basically is oblivious to this being like a result of poor performance. <laughs> 
and just kind of returns to his life of like hopping from one tavern slash inn to another, regaling strangers with stories and songs and things, and just you know gleefully spending his money on relatively cheap wine. <laughs> I love it. He's a simple man with simple simple pleasures, but a great leader. I really gotta say. Yeah, Althea, I mean, she doesn't really need the money specifically, um, so... We get it, you're rich. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) so that's not really a big problem, but she is stoked on killing those ogres, Um, so I imagine she spends the next year kind of, like, honing those skills, Um, and I imagine the next time she meets up with the gang, she's even more badass than she was in this this episode. Awesome. What is your class? Um, she's a elven ranger. Okay, so you are a ranger already. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was going to say, if you weren't a ranger, I was going to say, if you ever played the character again, you could take levels in ranger if you wanted. Um, no, she's a fey wanderer. That's what I was thinking of. Fey wanderer ranger. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, basically, I, I would say, like, this would be for sure give you, like, expertise in survival or something else if you would like uh, to change that about her. Hell um, yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, Kayvon, just to check, uh, was there anything else you wanted to add to yours? Or Nope, just legendary journeying, entering dance contests, and uh, <laughs> and uh, telling people all about his time as a pirate. That probably never actually happened. All right. <laughs> After about a year goes by, you've all kind of separated, kind of off doing your own thing. This was a weird, amazing, terrible event of your past, but it really set you all on this kind of cool step forward. And about a year from now, you all, you get ready for bed like any day, any normal night. Uh, You crawl in and close your eyes. And after a few seconds, you hear some noises and you all open your eyes and you are all sitting in a semicircle laid out on chairs as a giant bearded man at a computer in front of you turns to you and says... This is Max's make-believe. I'm Max, and I make you believe. You're currently waking up from a neuro-induced coma in order to better facilitate your mental experience. Your long-term memory banks were limited for the adventure so that you could fully embrace and believe your chosen scenario. Now, when I call your name, respond so I know you remember who you are and that your memories are returning now that we've shut off the electrical currents. Sabrina? God, who am I? (laughs) <laughs> that will come back to you Paul why did I pick Kevin Sorbo <laughs> <laughs> Jordan I regret nothing <laughs> uh, Scott oh man I've got some unresolved issues <laughs> uh, Matt Matt yeah, it's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Um, this is just a reminder that you came in here uh, with your coupon, your Groupon, uh, to have a scenario experience where you uh, requested, and this was a first for us, a Resident Evil Calvin and Hobbes steampunk adventure. Um, so that's what we were going Very through. Specific. Yeah, uh, you did pretty well. Uh, you are, didn't make the the high scoreboards. Uh, it does seem one of your party did die and have to respawn. But other than that, uh, things things seemed like you you had some good times. I hope it was fun. Uh, please be sure to leave us a recommendation uh, and review on Yelp. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. Where's Meg? Where's Meg? <laughs> Meg, no. Uh, 
uh, Meg. She's one of our our most requested programs. Disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh. that is the end of the campaign, which I will uh. say in the future, should you ever want to touch on these characters again, that is where they exist. You would load back into a fake uh, virtual reality world. At Vancouver Mall. At Vancouver Mall. <laughs> it's a storefront at Vancouver Mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, that was awesome. Very yeah, that was cool. a really good time. Thank uh, you, Aaron. Yes, thank you so much. Fresh yeah, it, thanks dude. for running that. That was a blast. Yeah, and let's go get a Papa Murphy's pizza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love Papa it. Murphy's pizza. Uh, well, hey, thank you, Aaron, so much for running this. We've had a great time with this campaign. Of course. Thank you all. Yeah. Oh, golly. Uh, it's been fun playing. And um, gosh, um, look forward to uh, maybe revisiting these characters again in the future. But um, for all of you, now that this campaign is over, um, next time we are together, we will be starting our next full campaign and i'm super excited i think everybody else here is super excited and until we get together next time we hope you have a great time <laughs>